Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. We're here. We're doing it. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. I was just looking up the name of our next book because I didn't add it to my notes, but that's okay. I'll just look it up on my Kindle when it's time to announce it. There's a lot going on. Thanksgiving is coming. I bought all this stuff and started defrosting the turkey. And then I realized today, I don't want to do this. (laughs) I mean, you don't have to. Do you have a whole turkey or what do you have? I have a whole turkey. Oh, wow. Okay. It's not big, but you know. I have a whole turkey because I like my turkey roasted. I don't like fried food. So, you know, I'm the make my own food, bring my own food to celebrate with you and your family kind of person. And Claire likes the roasted legs. I think she likes any legs. Yeah. She's a big fan of the turkey. (laughs) She'd be great at a Renaissance fair walking around with a big (laughs) turkey leg. (laughs) Yeah, well, you better bring a lot of money because the Renaissance Fair is not cheap. But fun. It's always fun. My kind of Mm -hmm. people pretending we're somebody else. I like that the Renaissance Fair, maybe it was always like this. I've honestly never been to one. But I think now what I see in the photos, a lot of the Renaissance Fair images are also people dressed up not just in renaissance gear but like Mm -hmm. fantasy gear as well yes i love it so do they have a renaissance fair down here i've never seen one no no that's a bummer yeah because i made pat go with me the last time they had it up north and because we both live there we get there we of course we have no cash because nobody carries cash on them anymore nobody took debit card or credit cards Unless you were purchasing, you know, something they crafted. For But for the food, we're like scraping together from the bottom. Because we were starving from the bottom of our purse. What could we buy? I guess they wanted to stay true to theme. They certainly did. So guess what? Yes. I thought, I want to make a lemon curd coconut cake. I haven't had one of those in forever. So I went to the store yesterday and I bought the cake mix. But lemon curd for a little jar was like $7. And so I looked up how to make curd through pioneer woman website i'm like great i have most of the stuff at home i just need to buy lemons i make the cake it comes out of the oven i go what the fuck is going on with my cake my cake is only like maybe an inch high it didn't rise like it normally does i don't know why i made the lemon curd put it in the fridge. I go to put the cake together today. And on top of the cake not rising, the curd is not thick enough. So I kind of slather the lemon curd on there and smash some coconut on it. I haven't tried it yet. So I have no idea. I'm like, what's wrong? I can't bake anymore. I don't understand why my cake, it's a freaking cake mix for the love of God. Oh, from the box? Yeah. Huh, that is weird. Yeah, next time I'm just going to make it from scratch and see if that works out better. 
but I double checked. I did put everything in there. The whopping requirements it had water, oil, and eggs, egg whites. I'm like, okay, I don't understand. I hate baking. <laughs> I love baking. I hate cooking. I love baking much more. I was just talking to my girlfriend about this. I'd rather be baking all day, but then it's here and you want to eat it. You know, that's well, the that, bad thing. I don't enjoy any of it. It's expensive to buy all the ingredients. Then you spend, like you're saying, all day working on <laughs> something. And then you have it in your house. And... So then what do you do? You give it away. And then it's like, what was the point? I don't enjoy spending the money on it. And I don't enjoy the process of spending all day in the kitchen baking. So it's just, it's not it. It's not for me. Well, it makes me really sad that I retired and moved away. And so did my friends because every Christmas we would get together, the three of us, and we would all bring our own mixers and our own baking stuff and it was hanging out with the girls, really. It was an excuse to hang out with the girls all day. And we'd start at like seven in the morning and we'd be done by five or six. And we'd each make different because I had two ovens and all the plugs. So everybody could plug in their own mixer. They'd bring their own baking sheets and we would make a crap ton of cookies. I would divvy them up and give them to some of my neighbors who loved it. Loved that I would do that. But nobody wants to eat sweet stuff anymore. Everybody's too health conscious. We need to move to the Midwest where people haven't, you know, it's fine to eat sweets and people don't shame you for doing it. I don't mind eating sweets. And I've done this before where I make a bunch of Christmas variety of cookies and I give them away. I'm spending like at least $100 in ingredients. It's so sad how, yeah, expensive. Uh Uh-huh. Yet another thing that's being ruined by the price. Yeah. It's like the world, there's no middle class anymore. It's the total upper one percenters. Sorry if any of you are listening, but it's true. It's like nobody can afford to do anything anymore unless you're mega wealthy. You can't go to Disneyland. You can't go on vacation. You can't go to a football game or a baseball game because it's 50 bucks just to park plus admission. You can't go to a concert because people are scalping. There's so much greed in the world. It just makes me sick. That's my soapbox. So besides that, how's everybody doing? Is Amelia all better? Uh, yeah, she's better. I mean, she's not 100%, but mm. she's doing better. And yeah, everyone's fine. I think kids are looking forward to <clears throat> Thanksgiving break. And yeah, I was trying to talk to them yesterday about what should we eat? Because, you know, I have one kid who only really eats the turkey legs and no potatoes, no side dishes. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, nothing. And then I have the other kid. (laughs) Yeah, literally. (laughs) Then my other kid now is not eating meat. So I'm like, we need to do the menu so I can make sure I buy the right stuff. And I literally told him, I'm like, today is the day to tell mom what you want for Thanksgiving. Because I'm not trying to hear it later on that you wanted something else. Amelia won't even eat turkey? No, she doesn't. She's a pescatarian. So she doesn't eat. What the the hell is a pescatarian? She's a vegetarian, but she will eat fish. No, brother. pescatarian so that's fine i mean she's never been a big meat eater actually i just was thinking of what would have transpired in my home if i had ever told my parents i'm sorry i'm a pescatarian i'm not eating meat anymore they would have beat me till i changed my mind well yeah but we don't do that anymore (laughs) yeah they'd be like 
that's fine and dandy, but we're not. This is what we're serving. So unless you want to get a job and cook your own food, this is what we're having. It's so different nowadays. I don't get it, but okay, whatever. I like that you say different and not that it was better back then, because I don't think it was better back then. <laughs> it certainly was. It's like a mixed bag. No, it it wasn't better. There was a lot of abuse that, you know, it's just the way it was. I guess I'm just going to not make a judgment. <laughs> That'll be the I mean, day. Says the woman who's making her own food for Thanksgiving and bringing it to the house because you don't want what we're making. <laughs> yeah, but at least I'm not forcing you to make it. I'm not saying I'm not going to eat your food. I just can't uh, with my with my stomach issues. I cannot eat fried food. If you would like to talk to my gastrointestinal specialist about that, feel free. But I cannot eat fried food. Unless uh, they're french no. fries, then for some reason they magically work. Oh, oh do they? <laughs> yeah. Funny they're how that It's my magic food. But fried chicken, even fried fish, anything deep fried, I can't do it. Too greasy. Thank God your husband will eat whatever food you give him. Yeah, he doesn't care. But that's not a good thing either because he will literally eat anything. Well, at least I bought sweet potatoes, so... I'll have to talk to you later about if I cook them ahead of time, how do I make them hot? Put them in a crock pot and bring them over? I don't know. Uh, Yeah, we can figure it out, I guess. I don't even care about Thanksgiving this year. <laughs> like, I'm already over it. It hasn't even happened. So I know. I what's, even... what's happening in the world? I kind of feel the same way. And Thanksgiving was always, always, always my favorite holiday of the year. It's just, really sad. I think I'm just like, keep it simple at this point. Sure, I'll cook the food. I'll make the mashed potatoes. But I'm just not feeling like putting that much effort into it. I don't know. Why don't we just buy frozen turkey TV dinners? Serve those. Uh, no, I did get a turkey yesterday. Finally. How big is it? In my fridge. It's 20 pounds, which is a little too big, honestly, yeah. but that we couldn't find one smaller. Of course, we were at Costco, so they didn't have anything smaller. Shocker. Yeah, shocker. Oh, and then I realized last night in the middle of the night when the dog got me up, I forgot to buy celery and onions so that I can make um, stuff the turkey and make gravy. So now I got to go to Ralph's. Oh, my God. You're uh, literally making everything. Well, you you don't make gravy. No, because I don't. Yeah. So okay. well, uh, you, you will eat gravy, will you not? Yeah, I have gravy that I buy that I like that I want that I'm going to be making for Thanksgiving. So it's like, oh, all right. Then I have, but it's I from a jar. Gravy. So yeah, what say I was making from scratch with wine and butter, but sure, we'll We'll go with a jar of gravy. I'm fine. Hey, you could have uh, somebody I knew would go to Kentucky Fried Chicken and get gravy. And that oh, was well, their gravy. You know, I, I have a kid that works there. So. I know. <laughs> I was going to say, have her um, bring some gravy home. You know what I think I would prefer for her to bring home? They just got brownies and they're fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> It's like, oh, oh no. And it's funny because the dessert there is like, I guess because they do the buckets, right? They're known for the buckets and you get a whole oh, yeah. meal for your whole family. Well, the desserts are the same way. The desserts are large for a whole family oh. to share. <laughs> so oh my just God. keep that in mind. If you Because they sell bunt cakes also. It's like literally a full-size bunt cake. It's crazy. Yeah, you never have to cook again. There you go. Anyways, yeah, we'll and figure out Thanksgiving and the timing and everything. Okay. 
All right. So do you want to dive into this book? Yeah, this book was actually really short. It was about 80 pages long. And okay, I know it's not Thanksgiving yet, but it is actually a Christmas themed book. But yeah, you know, couldn't help ourselves. So today's book newly is, released. Yes, new release by Sarah Ivy Hill, which we've done her before. Yes. And this one is called Snowed In with a Dragon, a Cozy Holiday Monster Romance. The beginning of the book has a content guide, so it's kind of like trigger warnings, but more just kind of letting you know. I didn't really feel like any of them were actual triggers, but maybe for some people they could be. But she calls it content mm-hmm. warning. The book starts and we find out that it's Christmas Eve and our main character is named Ivy, which I thought was really funny because that's her middle name. She's really excited. She's coming home from work because her boyfriend and she are going to retreat in the mountains for Christmas. Her boyfriend's name is James and she's thinking that we really need this time to reconnect he is works at the admissions office at Otherworld Academy, and they work opposite schedules, so he's hardly ever home. Plus, he is working on this special project, and I'm sorry, anytime a man tells you, I'm working on this spe- special project, you better find out her name. And sometimes he was he would sleep at the office, and she's coming home, getting ready to pack, and she hears somebody say from across the street, you don't really want to go home yet, do you? And that's when we are introduced to someone named Tehran. How do you say his name? Taryn. It's, well, it's T-A and then Iron. So do you want to talk about him? Sure. Um, It's funny that you say the thing about finding out her name, because as soon as she thinks about how her boyfriend James has been so busy lately that he sleeps at the office, my note is, yeah, right. Sure, he did. I was married to somebody that was working on a project, and he would stay at the office till like four or five o'clock in the morning. But he was such a nerd. He really was at the office. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Okay, so Taryn is a muscular dragon with broad shoulders and horns. He has a black motorcycle and green tattoos vining between the red scales on his forearms. And she thinks that he has a rakish, toothy grin that made all the other bakery girls giggle when he stopped in to buy his daily bagel. Yes, and he would come in to the bakery and he would flirt shamelessly with her and ask her out. She finally told him, I'm really flattered, but I have a boyfriend. But he still keeps, you know, saying hello to her. And he asked her to come for come with for a ride with me. You know, you want to. And then it says his flat, flexible tail swept over the seat behind him. And I'm like, oh, he looks like a human, but he's got a tail and horns. Well, he... Looks like a dragon because she also talks about his coloring and Mm -hmm. how he's got, like, bumps on his face. But if you look at the archer on the cover of the book, and he looks like a shifter that is still part the man, but he has horns. That's just my observation. She sees him all the time. She sees him every day at the bakery she works at. He's always near her house. And she even sees him sometimes at the local grocery store. I loved this thing that he does for her when he comes to the bakery she thinks that he'd even slipped small gifts into the tip jar along with his change sometimes a blue jay feather or pretty river rock or once a note asking her out yeah 
That was adorable. Yeah, but she thinks he's too young for her. And she says maybe five years younger. And she was 32. And also she thinks he's too tall and handsome and monstrous to be truly interested in a regular human like her. And she says, I have to get home. My fiance is expecting me. And he kind of stiffens a little bit he's looking at her ring finger and it's empty so but she's still calling james her fiance and she thinks to herself well that's fine because i saw james's grandmother's ring stashed in his sock drawer and i'm sure he's going to propose to me while we're on this lovely christmas weekend getaway oh yeah i'm sure that's exactly what's gonna happen <laughs> so she ends up leaving and going home and as soon as she walks in the front door she hears james groaning in the bedroom yeah she gets home and she finds james in the apartment and of course this always happens when the girlfriends come home early from work and surprise the boyfriend or significant mm-hmm. other he's of course having sex with a 20 year old intern from his work and her name is chelsea what a tramp chelsea is well she's 20 years old this guy is probably 32 as well if he's you know high up in this admission section you know maybe she's trying to get something out of it i don't know she's an intern right yeah <laughs> i love her reply when she sees them She's all, is this a special project you've been working on? And then he, well, sure his is. reaction, yeah, his reaction killed me. So go ahead. Well, I don't really have any notes on his reaction. We just find out that he's been cheating on her since May. And he was actually planning on breaking up with Ivy while they were at that cabin. That's why he got that cabin because it's a two bedroom and they wouldn't have to share room. He says that he had waited so long to break up with her because the lease on their current place renews at the new year. And this way they could spend the Christmas time figuring out new living arrangements for her. He is a horrible, despicable character. He tells her you should have called and warned me you were on your way home. Now what I'm supposed to what am I supposed to do? And then he says to her, can you give me an hour so I can finish up here? And she's like, you want to finish fucking her? And he's like, well, yeah, I would have killed him. I would have been on, you know, Snapped or some other crime show. It's pretty outrageous, this whole interaction and how he behaves towards her. I felt really bad for her. He's obviously a narcissist. Yeah, he is. So she ends up just grabbing, you know, some of her stuff and some tequila a bottle of tequila and walking out the door. So, of course, when she gets outside, Taryn's there because he's always there. Mm-hmm. And he offers her a ride in his jacket. And so she does put his jacket on. And I love how it's described of him smelling. It says his scent wafted up from his jacket, warm leather and toasted caraway seeds and a hint of bitter chocolate. Yeah, he's so, so she wants- the polar opposite of James. Yeah, she wants him to take her to the car rental, but he tells her, I think you've been been drinking, I'll take you. And I thought, if anybody has been on the back of a motorcycle, just in autumn, you know, in the fall, it's freezing. And they're in the snow and they're riding on this. But fortunately, he's got a lot of body heat because he's a dragon And she's able to snuggle up to him. Well, it's not just the body heat because he also has a helmet for her to use. Oh, yeah. 
she says, you must have a lot of women on your bike. And he says, well, no, it's like brand new. I bought it after you said you've never ridden a motorcycle before. And she thinks, well, that was over a year ago. Like, what are you talking about? Yes, things move very quickly. She does get on the back of his bike. He puts his tail around her and scoots her a little bit closer. And they take off for the cabin. Yes, they arrive at the cabin. And then she offers to let him stay because there is that second bedroom. This was, like, the biggest jump from, like, you could stay in the second bedroom to, like, yeah. maybe the tequila is, like, kicking in now or something. Yeah, I don't know. She just suddenly flips from this shy, insecure, because there are comments that she thinks through the book where she's kind of down on herself, you know, talking about her soft belly and she wasn't, you know, a perfect looking person. But she's going to grab this opportunity by the horn, so to speak. And she says, let's go in the hot tub. I didn't bring a swimsuit. And she just starts taking her clothes off. My note here is I'm a little in awe at her luck, first of all, of finding a new and improved man so quickly. Yeah, and I thought the same thing. She definitely has some confidence. My note says um, she does carpe diem and sees yes. that dragon. Well, what's that expression? I love it. The best way to get over a man is to get under another man. Amen, sister. Well, that's what she does, for sure. That's, that's the first thing that popped in my head when I read this part. So, okay, they make it into the hot tub. They go straight to the sexy times. And this was so funny because we find out that Taryn's not the only one who thinks about Ivy. It turns out Ivy kind of thinks about him, too. Mm, because yes. he says, I don't want to scare you. We're different than human males. And then she, of course, says, I hope so, which I thought was funny. Yeah. <laughs> she says, I'm not scared. I confess I have done some uh, research on the topic. Basically, she started watching dragon porn and was thinking about him while she watched it. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was very funny. And of course, he's hung like a horse because all these men are. So they do some heavy petting in the hot tub. They talk about having sex, but she doesn't know if she's clean or not because she does have that scumbag boyfriend. She does say that she has an IUD. They have some really like cute conversations. He admits while I think while they're still in the hot tub that he is a little obsessed with her and that if they do hook up, it's not going to be a one off. She says something about how she sees him all the time. <laughs> and yeah. she's like, well, you live in my neighborhood. Because he's kind of saying how he's like basically confessing to stalking her. And she's right. like, well, what are you talking like, I see you all the time. You live in my same neighborhood. And then he says, no, I don't. And she says, yes, you do. I've seen you around for years. Yeah, that's like so was hilarious and scary at the same time. It's a little scary, but she doesn't hate it because it's kind mm -hmm. of making her realize that he actually cares for her and he makes an effort. Like, he yeah. goes out of his way to see her every day by buying that bagel. And he's always around and he has that helmet for her. And he's kind of been waiting for her, unlike her shitty boyfriend. Yeah, so she also finds out at some point that he doesn't even eat bagels. Dragons can't eat bagels because there's gluten in the bagel and they can't use their fire if that's the case. So she finds that out the next morning when they are oh. about to have breakfast and he, well, that's fine. We don't really, we can skip ahead. She's like, well, every day you get a bagel and it's the same flavor for years. And he 
I think he gives it to the newspaper stand guy or something. He basically just buys it and gets rid of it. He says that he only went into that bagel shop because he could smell her from outside the shop and that she smells like apples and butter and brown sugar. Delicious. And when you're turned on, the apples ripen. Oh, boy. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe this says more about me and maybe some... uh, help i should be seeking professionally but i don't know all is like creepy what should be creepy stalkerish actions i felt like they were actually really sweet yeah i agree i've watched too many murder mysteries you know unsolved murder cases to not have that thought in my head but yeah he's super sweet and in real life if this were happening to me i don't know what is wrong with me but the really sweet guys i'm like i don't want them I want the bad boys. I think this is only sweet because she actually likes him back. This would be a very different story if he liked her so much and he was so stalkerish, but she didn't like him at all. Then it would go into like murder mystery suspense time. Yeah, and she does say, think to herself, change is scary. And then she's trying to convince herself, but it doesn't have to be bad. That's right. Change begins at the end of your comfort zone. Oh my God. I love this part because at one point in one of the chapters, she there's paperback novels that are on the shelves by the fireplace, and she finds one that she thinks it was a historical romance about a grumpy duke and a sunshiny shepherdess getting snowed in in a Scottish castle. So I thought even in paranormal romance books, they're fantasizing <laughs> about Scottish castles. Uh Uh-huh. He kind of confesses even more about how he knows a lot about her. He knows that her favorite color is dark green. And then she pays more attention to his tattoos and realizes that they're ivy. Yes. And he says, I got them the week I met you. And she says, that's awfully permanent. And then she thinks, or she doesn't think, she says to him, you can't cure your fixation with me, can you? And he just nods. (laughs) So we find out that the fixation that a dragon can feel towards another person is actually quite common. There are a few dragons in his hive, which is, I guess, his living area that have human mates. She actually agrees to move into the hive with him even before yeah, they have sex, which was shocking to me. Yeah, because she's <laughs> not... She does, well, yeah. <laughs> Don't make a commitment and try those shoes on before you buy them, girls. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) And I I remember my grandmother saying, your grandmother saying to me, I had this exact conversation with her and I said, well, you don't buy a pair of shoes without trying them on. And she didn't miss a beat. And she said to me, well, you don't buy used shoes either, do you? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) touche, mom. She's pretty sharp there. But yes, she doesn't want to go back to the house with James She's really concerned about seeing him again, getting her stuff. And he said, well, just move in with me into the hive. You can have your own room. He tells her there's a commercial kitchen and an indoor pool. It's like, man, I wanted to move in there after hearing all of this. She asks about the rent and he says, don't worry about it. She says, sure, I'll move in with you. I think she thinks it or she says to him, it's not permanent. It's just for now. Kind of it's temporary, right? Right. I can't remember why. I don't have notes on why this comes up, but 
he says like a significant other for them. They call it an alakoi. It means the one known to us. Yeah, it's like that expression, I see you. To me, it's like the same thing. And so now it's Christmas Day and he, she... What am I trying to say? He has a gift for her. Oh my God, I loved this gift he has for her. And he gives mm-hmm. her a honey-colored wooden spoon with a tapered oval bowl, which I guess is just the part of the spoon that you actually stir yeah. with. Uh-huh. And um, she thinks that it's uh, her favorite shape to stir up cookies or quick breads with. And then she noticed that the handle had braided vines and ivy leaves and that the details were burned into the surface. Mm-hmm. And then at the tip of the handle, it had a dark green stone. And he says, the stone is an emerald because you love the color green and your birthday is in May. And I thought, my birthday's in May and I love the color green in emeralds. Still, I think this was the part maybe I loved the most about it because he turns the spoon over and he says, forgive my ego, but I put my scale pattern on the back of the bowl because I I hope I'll become one of your favorite things too. I love that. Yeah, very sweet. It was freaking adorable. And (laughs) so she gets that spoon, but then she says to him, well, I don't have a gift for you, but let me give you what I can. But it's kind of a gift for both of them because, you know, of course, it's that special like magic dragon penis he has. Yeah, of course. Who can resist it? I wouldn't. Yeah. So the book was actually almost done at this point and they finally had sex. So even though it's like a pretty quick burn romance... The sex scene's not until like 75 or 80% into the book. Yeah. And And they're both in awe of how great it was. That was almost like the end of the book because there's two chapters after this, but the next chapter after the sex scene actually jumps forward to the end of March. It had been three months since it says three months since she and he had spent Christmas in the cabin and she moved into the hive. Yeah, even though it was kind of a time jump, it made sense because they've lived together for a while and this is when she gives him this gift in return, this like special, it's kind of like a mating present. So her gift for him, of course, was gluten-free bagels, which was fucking adorable. Yeah, I thought so. (laughs) And I guess because she's given him the gift in return now and kind of they're getting really close to sealing the mating. I I guess that's what's happening in the very last chapter of the book. He gets those gluten-free bagels and he does reward her with some really hot, read hot literally, fire play where he pours alcohol on her naked body and lights it on fire. Yeah, I didn't like that. Oh, you didn't? No, it was too fire. No, you're not putting flame on my body. I'm sorry. I think because I was just thinking more like, well, it is alcohol, right? So I was thinking like when you go to a bar, if you get like a shot or a drink, sometimes they'll light it on fire, but it burns off so quickly. Yeah. So it didn't like freak me out. That's just kind of what I was thinking about. Okay. The only thing that really happens in this chapter, I think, is maybe, this is a big guess on my part, what the author's going to use as a lead in to future books in the series. Taryn tells her that we've been mated since I caught your scent. Our fates twined together even before that. And he says, 
that time you applied for the Otherworld Academy, you had a blood test and they knew that you had a faded mate and that's why they turned you away. Yeah, that was such a weird um, jump. I'm like, what? What now are you saying? Yeah, so it happened right at the end of the book. So I'm thinking maybe she only put that part in there to help her with future books because she does say at the end that she's planning on writing more stuff in this world. They call each other that word. Alakoy. Alakoy. She calls him one too, and she ends up doing the ritual back to him to basically letting him know that she loves him too. Yes. So the book ends with them being mates, but I'm sure that little reveal maybe ties in for other characters. Something about the Otherworld Academy maybe will come into play for other people in other books. Yeah, sure. And that's basically how the book ended, correct? Yeah, that's how the book ended. It was a really short book. Like I said, it was less than 80 pages. Yeah, so what'd you think? I thought it was super cute. I liked the female main character. I liked Taryn, even though he was a little stalkery, but I felt like it was very romantic. I'm not usually into the cinnamon roll guy, but I liked this character and I would definitely read more in the series. I mean, that's not really surprising because I do really like this author, but I felt like this was very different than what she normally writes. Mm -hmm. So... I kind of went into it thinking like maybe it wouldn't be so good because it was so different. But I really liked it. I think I would give it four and a half wet panties. Oh, wow. Yeah, I really like this author too. I've read a lot, a lot of books of hers. I think this book is good if you just want a quick, fast-paced, holiday, quick read. It's good. I'd probably give this book three wet panties. I don't know that I would read other books in this series because I'm into different kinds of, you know, like I like the alpha dominant, I guess, what'd you call them? The cinnamon roll? Mm-hmm. That, I guess that's normal. That's not my normal read. But I do like yeah, her me- a lot. And yeah, I'd say three wet panties. I think this character only really worked for me because the story is really short. If I had to read 500 pages of oh, this God. type of character, I probably would have been annoyed with him. But it was really short and it was cute. <laughs> and I, I'm very lenient when it comes to the holiday movies. Yeah. Like the Hallmark Mm -hmm. movies for Christmas. I love all those like big city gal goes back home to the place she swore she'd never return to. And she falls in love with some random guy that's a lumberjack and yada yada. I love all those movies. (laughs) Oh, do you really? I hate all those movies. I don't even watch them. I'd rather watch them. True detective murder mystery thing. Now, I don't know what it is about Christmas time, but I, I will watch those movies for the holidays. Like I was actually considering a few days ago i'm like should i sign up for the hallmark channel (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's hilarious Um, yeah i i didn't do it i'm like okay even if you have a free trial i need to cut back on all of these freaking video subscriptions i have not add another one god forbid right Yeah, I can't even get mine to work properly, so I am pretty annoyed. Discovery, I don't know what the issue is with Discovery, but the other day I ate my entire breakfast, which was hot oatmeal, and drank coffee. 45 minutes later, the freaking TV still wouldn't come on right. I'm like, what the hell is happening? I tried unplugging things. I hate technology. That's my rant. I don't want to go down that road again because I hate it so much. I don't know. I have that problem. I've told you I have that problem with Netflix. Actually, a couple days ago, Claire and I were trying to watch something on Netflix. And it's so weird, the things that will set the app off. Even if I just turn the volume 
up or down. Sometimes it will make the whole app like shut down. I don't understand. Oh, it's funny. Yeah. Funny because Netflix is the only one I not I'm knocking on wood that I do not have a problem with. So when everything else fails, I will go to Netflix. I still have never been able to. I finally decided I was going to sign up for Paramount Plus. I still can't get the goddamn app to download on my computer. And then I told you I was having that problem with the thing that shall not be named where I couldn't play Spotify on the kitchen yeah. dot. Yeah. For some reason, I got a notice that we're up. We're charging you more for whatever the hell it was. So I'm like, fine, whatever. Yes. OK, I agree. I'll do that. Suddenly it started working again. I'm like, oh, thank Ooh. God. I don't know what is happening. I had tried everything, even going online, Googling, how do I do this? I get up the next day. It's not working again. The only thing I could think for the TV is to stop using the Fire Stick and to switch to a Roku and see if that works better for the apps. I, how old is your Fire Stick? Old. I thought I had a Roku in there. I don't. Well, you're using the Fire Stick. So if you're connecting through an old Fire Stick, that could be part of the problem. You know, that planned obsolescence that fucking technology has. Maybe the Fire <laughs> Stick needs to get upgraded. Okay. Well, all right. I'll have to double check. Oh, and also when we had that unbelievable rainstorm, the storms just blow my mind here. They're just... They're few and far between, but they are violent as you know what. Mm -hmm. So I went outside and <laughs> some of the, you know, I have those stupid palm trees. I can't wait till those things are gone. So I go outside. Some of the palm tree branches had fallen off, but then I didn't realize what it was until I screamed at the top of my lungs because I thought it was the breast of a bird of a dead bird. It was the pod seed holder. Didn't know what it was. Scared the living crap out of me. So I'm dragging palm tree leaves, fronds out from the backyard to the front. And then these stupid big seed pods. I need a, a saw or a hacksaw or Jeff to come over and cut them down because they're too big to fit in the garbage can. Oh, wow. Yeah. Those are big. If, I had been, if I had been out there, I would have gotten a concussion or a broken neck if this thing had landed on my head. Anyway, do you um, want to an announce our next book or talk about what you're reading now or what you've read? Um, Yeah. So our next book is The Hunted Vampire Navy Seal Sam and Layla by S.B. Alexander. I don't know how the vampire Navy SEAL thing is going to work, but I'm interested to find out. Yeah, I think that's a first for us. And I'm only reading one, I'm only reading one book. I finished the book I was reading before by Stasia Stark, and so now I'm reading book two in that series, A Kingdom This Cursed and Empty. I'm like, three quarters of the way through that book. I need to finish it though, because I haven't even started our next book for the podcast. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I, on the Libby app, I got the fourth wing audiobook. Oh, like three, three weeks earlier than the estimate was. So that was freaking amazing. So oh, I'm gonna I am sign up for that. Yeah, that's amazing. I stopped listening to audiobooks because I couldn't handle the sex talk for some of the authors it's like i need something else to cleanse the palate i guess and i've been listening to a lot of music 
I really, I love music. But I've also been reading that Magical Midlife Crisis series by K.F. Breen. I finished book eight, which is called Magical Midlife Battle. And I literally cried. I cried at the end of that book. Yeah. Was it actually the end? No. Okay, but you still cried. I think she, yeah, I for what happened in that book, I cried. And Mm. she did leave it open to put more books in the series. I don't know if she will or not, but she did. She did do that. And then I started book two in the Giza's Menage. Okay. It's called Heart Heart of the Pride. Is that the second book? Let me see. Hold on one second. Yeah. Heart of the Pride. Okay. By Kay Draper. And I really liked those books. I'm liking the second book a lot. And so now we're getting into... Like this, the part where I ended last night is they finally had her and is it Conrad? Yes. And the Faye, they all had sex together. <laughs> like, Ooh. this is awesome. This is really <laughs> great because I like the characters individually. So, like she said in the book, it's true. They're, it's not the same male characters. They're all, they're so far, they're very different. Like, Conrad's human. So yeah, that's what I'm reading, and I'm reading the book for our next podcast. Okay. I switch back yeah, and forth. Work was like absolutely insane last week, so when I would come mm. home from work, I was just like Exhausted. a vegetable. Yeah, so I really wasn't reading anything. I'm trying to finish that my current book today, hopefully, and then I can start reading the next podcast book and focus on Thanksgiving, which is crazy. And I need to figure out my Christmas shopping and all the things. Oh, dear God. So for Christmas, I think what I'm going to do, because taking down the tree was a pain in my ass, if you guys can just help me set up the tree, I'm just going to plug it in and not decorate it. (laughs) Just get half the lights. Like, that's good enough for now, because then I'll feel like I have Christmas and and I won't have all the same work. Where is it? It's in the garage? It's in the garage. So, oh, and also I want to give you that thing you want, that pot you want and the leftover container back to you that you were kind oh, enough yeah. to give me food in um no rush i'm not gonna make that soup until after thanksgiving because i won't have space for it in my refrigerator oh that's true don't know that you should keep that pot in the refrigerator because it's some of it is cast iron and it i would put the soup in containers and store it that way but that's me do whatever oh, you interesting want. i've never yeah. used cast iron before so that's good to know yeah you can't put cast i wouldn't put cast iron in the refrigerator it'll rust all right so yeah because usually when i make soup it's in a normal pot and i just throw the whole thing in the fridge good tip insider tip <laughs> still still learning things from your mom well we have a cast iron pan but i know how much work goes into them and it's my husband's pan so i won't use it because i'm too afraid of fucking it up <laughs> well it's still it has a coating on top of the cast iron but the edges are cast iron and the the edge of the lid is you see the cast iron so i wouldn't I wouldn't do it for that reason. Yeah, cast iron pans are a lot of work. You have to season them and then you have an idiot uh-huh. come along and wash it with soap and water and all the years of your work coating the pan. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I won't cook with it or clean it. I, I don't even look at it. I just avert <laughs> my gaze when I see it. <laughs> I don't blame you, honestly. I'm trying to cut out some stuffed animal like a rabbit and a fox for to sew. I'm going to okay. try this 
this pattern again. I need to talk to a seamstress about how the hell you cut out patterns. Too bad I didn't pay more attention with your grandmother, but it's a pain in my ass to try to cut out a pattern and cut along the edge of the pattern. I always end up cutting it out bigger and then trimming it down. And then I, it's just a pain in my ass. But anyway, I think I'm going to try to do that. Oh, and I started, I tried to knit. I actually cast off whatever I was knitting, my sample thing. It worked. I was shocked. Okay. You did it. I did it. Crocheting's a lot to me, a lot faster. And but that might be because I've been do, do that for 40 years. I know how to crochet. Yeah. Knitting to me is like, oh my God, you have to pay too much attention. You have to know when to knit. You have to know when to purl. I feel like once you learn the steps, then it'll be second nature like crocheting is. Yeah, I keep telling myself, don't quit, don't quit, because I noticed I I made a mistake. And I'm the type of person, I don't know how to fix it. So I just rip out, rip out and go back to where the mistake was. So that's Mm -hmm. all right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Wednesday I'm going to be making my turkey and making the pies. I was going to bring over a pumpkin pie. Is that bringing too much if you want a pumpkin pie that's fine i'm gonna have that that roll i'm gonna try to make on wednesday roll oh i love jelly rolls i love them well do you like how they look or you like how they taste i like how they taste (laughs) they have the coconut all over them are you gonna put coconut on it no i'm not doing that it's not gonna be like that at all Well, what are, you, what are you making as a jelly roll then? Tell me. I was going to do a Thanksgiving themed one. So I was going to do pumpkin, but Melly asked for a lemon blueberry one. So I guess I'm going to be doing a lemon blueberry one. Okay. Well, I'll bring over pumpkin pie because I the problem is the only can size they had made two pies. So I was going to, I have to make them because I'm opening the can of pumpkin. So I was going to keep one and bring one over to you. I love pumpkin pie. Oh, my God. I love pumpkin pie, too, but I'm a slave to the Costco one. So we've already what? had two of those in my house. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You're No, you as like soon as better? we sell them again, I buy them. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why do I even bother? I'm going to adopt a family. There's got to be a family out there that wants the mom figure that still makes pumpkin pies and what have you. <laughs> well, I don't have a pie right now, so I'll take your cast off pie. <laughs> don't don't, my don't give that to new, your second pie. Don't don't give that to somebody else yet. <laughs> I'll take All it. Right, then, but, then don't be buying a Costco freaking pie that I've had Costco pie. You cannot compare that to your mother's pie. Oh, why I bother? I don't know. My talents yeah, are all wasted. totally wasted on you and your family. I seriously am going to start posting an ad that I need to adopt a family. I I get it. I totally get it. That's why probably that's probably why I'm like, why am I? I don't want to make sweet potatoes because nobody fucking eats them. My kids won't eat them. Then who eats it? My husband and I, I don't need to have two types of potatoes. I'm telling you, I'm over it. I wish I had known that before I bought the sweet potatoes. So I don't even know why you bought sweet potatoes. (laughs) Because I like to have, I don't know why. I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm sorry. I'm, I need to adopt, like, even the, I volunteered to make crab cioppino with linguine, which most people would be like, yes, please make that. I was going to have people over. I don't know how many times I tried to pick a date. I even went and looked to see where I could get the crabs. Not one person committed to me. 
I need another family because I like to have a crap ton of people at the dinner table. It was the only good family memory I have of my family is having people around the dinner table and drinking wine and talking and eating these amazing meals. So if there's anybody out there that wants me to adopt them and their family so they can come <laughs> over and, sh and share these moments with me, please uh, PM me through Instagram. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm over it. Okay. <laughs> I'm so well, sad. That note, yeah. I hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Have a great <laughs> holiday. Enjoy your families. Uh, what right. do you think about the uh, real fast, the hungry, hungry hippo game? Are we going to oh, play I've that? Seen that before? That was cute, but no, I'm not. I don't think anybody's going to play that. Okay, fine. Another reason I need to adopt a family. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay. Well, you have a lovely oh. day. All right. We need to figure out like timing and stuff. So I'll text you. Oh my God. Could you actually pick up the phone and speak to me at some point? Sure. I'll call you. Let me use the ladies room and I'll call you. All right. Thank you. Jesus. All right. Okay. Love bye. you. <laughs> Love bye, you honey. All right. Bye. bye. Thank you for listening to the Bonded Books podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com and check the show notes for a link to all of our social media.